You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers today. So let's get started with Trevor in Virginia. Hey, Ryan. Uh, Trevor in Virginia. A few more thoughts about the Chiefs game. Um, one, I I was pretty confident early on we were going to win this game. Um you know, we drove down and we got that first touchdown. And it just showed Mahomes and Travis Kelsey on the bench and they're both sitting by themselves and they just it's like they looked dejected from the start of the game and just like there was no fire. And I just I, I don't understand like you know, the Chiefs, you know, they're supposed to be this hyped up team and it just seems like they're down on themselves this season and I'm not saying that's why we won, but I think I don't know. It's just, it was very weird. And then, you know, we got the second touchdown and they just seemed even more so. It's just, I never saw any excitement. You know, usually the Mahomes you get, he's over there talking to his guys, you know, clapping like, Hey, we got this still. I just, we didn't see that team. And I don't know, you know, they just, I, I don't know what the deal was, but you know, I, I was pretty confident early on that we should be able to hold this game out because our team, maybe it's just the youth movement thing, but they have so much passion. They play. And I just think, it's completely underrated in the NFL that a team that plays with passion and chemistry um, and over, you know, maybe a lack of talent. I don't think we have a lack of talent, but, you know, we have a lack of experience, that's for sure, um, especially compared to the Chiefs. Um, obviously, they're hurt in the wide receiver room, but I don't know. It just, like, I was like, where's this fire from the Chiefs that we're used to seeing? Um, and then second thing, anybody who thinks that the P.I. on – the hit on Owens on Mahomes was like should have been called at the end there. Let me ask you this: Whenever a quarterback gets rocked like that and it is a late hit, how many of their offensive players come to defend them? And usually you got a little skirmish that breaks out. I, maybe they just cut away quick, but I don't think they did. I didn't see a single offensive lineman. I didn't see Travis Kelsey. I didn't see anybody coming there to try to defend Mahomes after that call. Um, and. Maybe all oh, you could say they're being smart, not taking, not 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 getting a penalty back at them. But I mean, 
At that point, I don't think the players care about the penalty that much. They're they're there to defend their guy, and that didn't happen. That to me tells me that the the Chiefs players even knew he was hit inbound. So anyway, go pack go. Um, quick bomb on the Giants. I just hope we go out and play a solid game and beat them pretty handily because. And the Rodgers days, this is the game we'd lose. You know, you'd, you'd win the tough ones, and then you'd come out here, you have the Giants, and then we lose that one. That's, that's, that's the old Packers of the last decade. So um, hoping that doesn't happen. Go back to yeah, and I don't know about lose necessarily. I mean, we won, you know, going thirteen and three. We didn't lose a lot of games, but um, it, like I like I said, we we generally would play down to the competition, right? It would it would be a lot, you know. You would expect a team as as powerhouse as the twenty twenty one, twenty twenty, even twenty nineteen, whatever. Any of those years, these these teams are just gonna beat the living crap out of the. And we we just didn't see that a ton. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, number one. I mean, first step is don't lose the game, right? Because that's still a possibility. Beyond that, beyond just winning the game, it's it's you know not winning it and looking bad, and then from there it's winning it and looking real good, right? Which is what we're all hoping for. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of getting back to the earlier part about energy and all that. Certain teams are starting to take shape a little bit, and they're kind of coming into their own. And some certain teams are not. The Chiefs are starting to fade away. They're still the Chiefs. They're going to figure it out. They're going to go on a little bit of a run. Is this year their year for a Super Bowl? Probably not. Uh, you can never count them out, but you know, there's there's just other teams that you would probably pick ahead of them. Um, but you're watching the Packers. You know, I just watched Bears Lions, and you know, the Bears are out of it. And I think that they still have a lot of issues. And I still stand on the fact that I think Justin Fields is missing quite a bit of of uh, positive attributes. But I mean, that's that's a team that's playing fired up and inspired as opposed to the Detroit Lions who look like a completely dejected team. So certain teams are starting to spin up. They're starting to get fired up. They're starting to see it. They can smell the postseason, right? They're really starting to hit the gas pedal and they're coming together at the right time and other teams, maybe not so much. And it's cool to see the Packers as one of the team that's really starting to figure it out. And um, yeah, just obviously hoping that they can maintain this, not just for another game or two, but through the end of the season and through the postseason and into next year. It's not to say that they don't have bad games, but, you know, this is a young team that's still learning, that's still figuring stuff out, that's still injured, and that still has the opportunity to add a bunch more talent than what it has, whether that be through the draft or uh, free agency or what have you. Because everything I said before about this being an evaluation year is still true. It's still a question of, you know, even at its best, what what does this look like? What are some of the strengths and weaknesses? Where do we need to add? Where, you know, obviously you don't want to subtract, but I guess maybe. So, yeah, just just please keep going. Yo, Ryan, Uncle Rico here. I, I, I'm still a couple days behind on the after dark, but I know you you just want to say it, but but you, you can't say it. The Packers are, are going to the show. <laughs> you want to say it. Just say it. Say the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. I should just say it. Just say it. (laughs) I hope so. That'd be awesome. Well, let, let let me put it this way. It's more likely in my mind now that we end up getting into the Super Bowl than it was a few weeks ago that we'd get into the playoffs. And even less likely that we would get into the playoffs by winning the NFC North. And at this time right now, that's not only looking like a possibility, it's borderline likely after they just lost to the Bears. Because not only does that hurt you, but projecting forward, 
I mean, what's going to happen with the Vikings? At best, they split, right? If not lose both of those games, they're going to lose to Dallas. That's going to be a thing. What do they play? The Broncos on top of that? I mean, I don't know if they beat the Broncos. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they, they can figure it out and, and put together a, a, a good game and beat, you know, what, what, but I don't know, man. I, I'm just, I'm just saying. And again, that losing to the Bears was not only good for us getting into the division just by them losing a game, but that's a divisional game. That helps us in the event of us tying them. So I don't know if we're already to the point where a tie would would be good enough or if they have to lose another one to the Vikings or what. I'd have to kind of go back and look at that. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty rough for the Lions right now, and it's looking pretty good for the Packers. So yeah, I mean, the the, the, the amount of things that they overcame just to get to where we are today is more significant and in my mind was more unlikely even even just the leap Justin Fields took or Jordan Love took I gotta stop doing that the leap that he took felt impossible not necessarily ever but as quickly as it did um to literally go from a bottom five quarterback to in my estimation a top five quarterback and it's small sample size but so is the bad play the bad play was a small sample size too so you can play that game if you want, but it's it just is what it is, right? We don't have a lot of information that says he's a bad quarterback either. So, um, you know, I, again, I'm I'm I, am, am I going to just lean all the way into it? No, but it's 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 not even that crazy anymore. It's just not. Anyways, the other thing, love keeps playing like he's playing. You can say this too. Just say it. Yeah. that he has a legitimate shot at MVP if he keeps playing like he's playing. Yeah, I, I haven't actually looked at it, and that would be actually kind of fun to do. I'm going to wait until after this game on Monday. I could do it for tomorrow's podcast, which I haven't recorded yet. But um, I, I think assuming we win that game and Jordan looks uh, decent, I, I, I need to remember to do that and kind of look at some of the numbers historically. What does it seem like he would need to do? And maybe this year, you know, C.J. Stroud I saw just went out he was a legitimate contender for that. Um, you know, obviously rookie of the year was basically a shoe in, which maybe they're not going to give him both titles, but you know, I mean, there, there's, there's some options here, but uh, I mean, if Jordan keeps going, man, it's not impossible. I, and, and it, it may be more impossible than, than I think, because I haven't really looked at who's kind of tearing it up, but it doesn't feel like there's a ton of quarterbacks that are just lighting up the world right now. And I'm really hoping Dak just goes and lays an egg because I know he's in contention and whatnot. So I don't know. We'll we'll just play it by ear. He plays the rest of the games like he played the last game. Yeah. MVP, Jordan Love. Woo! Love it. All right, Ryan. Rico out. Have a good one. MVP, Coach of the Year, Executive of the Year. I don't know if we can sneak in a Rookie of the Year, but um, uh, throw a Super Bowl on top and – you know, why not? Just just go for it. Yo, Ryan, Uncle Rico. What up? You know, you're talking on the After Dark about how Aaron Rodgers was the only one on the team that was good, including coaches and GMs. It was all Aaron Rodgers, which I hated that for years, like the last four or five years. I just, uh, it disgusted me every time I heard that. But anyway, um, in the media talking about it. But you know who, 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 who started all those rumors, basically, if you want to call them rumors, who started that narrative, who put that in people's minds, who, who, it was Rogers, all Rogers, because he's a I, I said the F-bump, he's an it. egomaniac, Hold up. and 
I don't know, I'll say to anybody who will listen, not a good quarterback. Talented, clearly. Super talented, super smart. But when I say not a good quarterback, I mean good quarterbacks win games. They find ways to win games other than with their arm and their brain on the field. They do whatever it takes with their teammates. They they say the right things. They don't freaking whine constantly about the talent around them. That is just the worst thing for team energy and, you know, team dynamic. Just whine, whine, whine. You know, like, I'm a one-man team. I'm the greatest ever. If I could only have people like me around me, I'd be awesome. Our team would be awesome. You suck. You're a turd, Rogers. I'm glad you're gone. Don't put his name up on the ring. It would piss me off. No way. Is that too far? That's how I feel. <laughs> Rico out. Later. Sorry, I didn't I didn't mean no way at you, although I think that that's probably also true. I just watched the return by the Eagles to, to win the game, which helped us quite a bit, actually, with the uh, the Rams falling one there. Um, sorry, yeah, no, I was listening, though, I promise. I just, last second there, I saw him break it, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. I thought he went down like three times. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd listen to that line of thinking. I, I just don't recall... Rogers, I'm trying to think of like Rogers making comments about the talent around him. I can't remember an instance, and and obviously he would have more alluded to it than just directly said it. But um, him kind of alluding to or just flat out saying, just you know, I don't have enough help or whatever. I just don't really recall that. I just always kind of assumed it was kind of a you know, if you start with Aaron Rodgers is elite, and you assume that if you have an elite quarterback, you should win Super Bowls then something is wrong and it must be the players around him. And if it's the players around him, then it's a a GM problem, right? I just kind of figured it went from A to B to C, which obviously is not the way that I viewed it. There were, there were definitely times when I wish there was more talent on the team. Like I said, that, that stretch toward the end of Ted Thompson's tenure was pretty rough. Things were falling apart much more rapidly than they were, um, growing. I mean, it just, things just kept getting worse, especially on the defense. It just started to fall apart entirely. And, um, but it's like, you know, as things got better, as the team continued to get better, but the team still didn't winning, it didn't win. It just, you know, people already had that predisposition that, well, it doesn't matter either win a Super Bowl or you suck at your job as a GM for not getting enough talent around Rodgers, because that's all it takes is you get a good GM you put talent around Rodgers, and then you win Super Bowls all the time. And as long as we didn't win, then there was just no, obviously you were not doing a good enough job. And then the wide receiver thing became like a real sticking point as evidence of you're not putting talent around Rodgers, you know. You didn't draft a wide receiver in the first round. That's my proof that you're not doing enough. Therefore, I win or whatever. I don't know. So I wouldn't directly put that on on Rodgers, although it's possible he made comments I just don't recall. Caller number five here. Hey. Um, you know, we don't know how these last couple games are going to go. Uh, it's all trending in the right direction, which is great. But what I wanted to say was uh, don't let these Bears fans and these Viking fans all lie to you <laughs> on Twitter and elsewhere where they're actually happy that this is happening because he's just going to be good enough to, you know, be a 
Oh, He's right, just right, good right. enough to, to keep you in purgatory is what I read. Keep right. you in purgatory. If purgatory is <laughs> damn near a playoff team every year, uh, damn near 30 touchdowns to, what is it, 12-ish interceptions? I don't remember what the number's going to be, uh, if his numbers hold. But if, and for almost 4,000 yards, if that, if, if that holds, I'm good with purgatory, man. Like, uh, give me that. Don't, don't let them act like they wouldn't be over the moon if this was just in field season right now. If this was the bear season, like they wouldn't be losing their minds that they're the seven seed with an ability to get to the six seed. Uh, they, they, like the year that they're supposed to be better than us, the year that they're supposed to put it all together, we're still just rolling through. They'll have a chance to win the division, in fact. Uh, so don't let them, don't let them rain on our parade. Give them hell, guys. Give them hell, please. All right. That's all I got. Thanks. Yeah. And, and the fact of the matter is, I mean, I, I get what they're saying, and I've said that for years that I want a team to live in purgatory, but. There is no unbiased person out there that has thoroughly watched the Green Bay Packers, in particular Jordan Love, who is usually what they're talking about. Like, I, oh, I, would, I want Jordan to play better so that he can like keep them in purgatory or whatever. There is nobody watching Jordan Love and would say that these last three games he's playing like a mediocre quarterback. That's just not the reality. He's not. He's playing significantly better than that, especially the last two games. Just pure, I mean, again, look at PFF. He's, he's over the last three weeks, well, let me look at it. Where, where is he? I'm sure I said this already, but I don't remember. He is the third highest graded passer and the fourth highest graded quarterback in the entire NFL. That's not, I'm sorry, that's not what you're looking for. I, I understand saying I want the Packers to live in purgatory, which in reality is probably not true either. What they really want is for the Packers to go winless. They want the Packers to be horrific. And then they cope by saying, well, mediocre is actually better. And in reality, it's not. Maybe long-term, you'd rather the Packers be mediocre, but let's be completely honest. Vikings, Lions, and Bears fans want the Packers to be fourth in the division. If they could vote, they would all vote. If they could all vote on how they would like the division to play out, all three of them, however they would, and obviously they would all want themselves at the top and how they would sort out the next two, I don't know. Probably, you know, for... Vikings and Bears, they put the Lions next because nobody cares about them. Packers would probably put the Lions next too. Um, But all three of them would have the Packers fourth. They hate the Packers. They want them to suffer. They want Packers fans to suffer. They want us to know what it's like to be like them for all these years. So they're not even really telling the truth. But even still, even if they are telling the truth and they are serious or or at least trying to be more rational and like, well, technically it would be better if they were... That's fine. You're right. It would be great for you if the Packers were just good enough to live in purgatory. But this team is not playing like a team that's going to live in purgatory. This is a team that is going to contend for Super Bowls for a very long time. You can say, well, yeah, you got a quarterback, but that's not enough. Doesn't matter. Doesn't have to be. We got a long time to add that one or two pieces that what whatever it is you think we're missing, you you don't think we can get it? Even if the Packers drafting ability was uh borderline incompetent, which is a laughable concept that pretty much only Packer fans that hate the GM hold, everybody else, I would almost say, especially Bears, Lions, and Vikings fans, revere slash revile <laughs> the Packers ability to find talent in the draft. Even if that was true, guess what? You can just throw money at guys. The Bears do it all the time. Just throw money at a guy. Just overpay for somebody, get him in there, and go win a Super Bowl. Oh, dude, Justin Jefferson got jacked up. 
But no, I, I 100% get what you're saying, and you're right. They're full of crap, and um, that would just be my retort. If, if either, number one, you're obviously lying and would want the Packers to have a winless season. At the very least, you don't want the Packers to have a better year than the Bears. That's an absolute lie. But beyond that, it's admirable what you're saying and, and true, but that's not the situation you're currently observing. So, you're dumb. Hey, Ryan, it's Seth. Hey. <clears throat> you're, uh, you're getting me all riled up on the podcast today. I apologize. So I'm, uh, Maybe. Um, I'm all riled up alongside you about oh, all the people saying the Packers do stupid stuff or a bad organization or whatever. And uh, because you riled up, I'm calling into that about it as well. So uh, okay. first thing, oh, man, you brought up the whole T. Higgins thing again. How stupid do those people look? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants T. Higgins over Jordan Love right now? Anybody? Any takers? But I- a lot of people, if you if you put it to a vote, a lot of spiteful people would absolutely say, I'd rather have T. Higgins. There isn't a freaking GM or a serious person in the world that right now would take T. Higgins over Jordan Love. It's not a thing. Even if you went backwards. Forget, okay, but you 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 get Jordan Love in four years, Right? You get Jordan Love in four years at 25, 26 years old, however old he is. Um, or you can have T. Higgins for, you know, I don't know, you know, immediately, but then for the next six, seven years, however long wide receivers play. It's not even close. First of all, quarterbacks, even even if you subtract three years, quarterbacks end up playing longer than wide receivers do anyways. Rodgers sat on the bench. Who played longer, Rodgers or Jordy? Oh, yeah, okay, great. Just just checking. Uh, uh, not to mention, and I've said this before, if we had gotten T. Higgins, that kid would T. not Higgins? have seen a ball from Rodgers. We had a oh. lot of veterans on the roster at that time. There's no way. Rodgers was going to Alan Lazard before he'd go T. Higgins. If we had gotten, I thought you said if we had God and T. Higgins, I was like, dang, yeah, we'd have been pretty good. No, but you're right. I mean, it's it's the whole young person thing. He'd be for, he'd still be force feeding Devonte. And look, it 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 might have been better. We don't know that it would have been better. It might have been better. He, he let, let me just give you the ultimate. I don't give a crap. And and you can disagree with me all you want. If you asked me, would you rather have T Higgins, and you won a Super Bowl in 2020, but you don't have a quarterback and are headed for freaking purgatory, or you don't win a Super Bowl. You continue on the path you're on, but Jordan Love is the guy. It's not close for me. I'm not changing history. I'm not going back, getting rid of Jordan Love, and then, you know, winning a Super Bowl in 2020. Not doing it. You say, well, we'd get the first pick, and then we'd get Caleb Williams. Do you think so? Or would we have drafted one of these other piece of garbage uh, quarterbacks these past couple of years? Because you know the Packers still have their eye on quarterback. I I didn't say the GM suddenly hates drafting quarterbacks. Who knows? Maybe we'd be having Mac Jones right now. Or Kenny Pickett. Maybe we would have drafted Desmond Ritter. I don't know. But again, if you tell me today that Jordan Love, that the version of Jordan Love you've seen the last few weeks is real, I'm not giving him away for some maybe, might be, kind of. Even if you promise me you get Caleb Williams. We're going to win a Super Bowl in 2020, and you get Caleb Williams. It's tempting. It is tempting. Even on that ridiculous reach of a hypothesis, 
that has us winning a Super Bowl in 2020, which almost certainly would not have happened, and we get Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams being a bust is just too scary, though. And, and for what? You got the guy, and there's nothing more important than quarterback. So, yeah, it's, it's dumb. It's always been dumb. And it's, it's just another one of the many perks of everything turning out. If, if Jordan Love is great, just, just by itself, it's fantastic. But to everybody that hated Jordan Love, it's fantastic. To all the uh, freaking Denzel Mims people and, and uh, you know, the Denzel Mims people that pretended to be T. Higgins people but weren't. The anti-Gutekunst crowd, like it's just, it's just such a glorious thing. There's so many reasons why it's amazing. What it does to Bears fans and Vikings fans, like it's just, it is pure, unadulterated bliss. All I need is Jordan. That's it. Even if, yeah, the the freaking fine Josh Myers is trash and John Runyon's trash and Rasheed Walker's not actually that good and uh, you know Jair is never the same again and Stokes wasn't actually you know it's just it's not really a good thing and got Jordan though yeah we'll figure it out <laughs> freaking figure it out dude oh you got to get a new GM yeah whatever I don't give a crap it's Aaron Rodgers all over again I don't care or Mercedes Lewis. Anyways, you got me all riled up there. Also, I love that you were talking about how the Bears could have had love. Mm-hmm. They could have. But they're idiots. Yep. And uh, Just another quarterback in the long line of quarterbacks that the Bears had an opportunity to draft if they so chose. Could have done it. Didn't do it. Made me think, how many... Good quarterbacks a lot. have they passed on in the last 10 years. It's got to be a lot. Yep. Yeah, I went back. I, there was an episode probably in the offseason sometime this year, but I went back and tried to do that as best as I could. It's not always the easiest thing in the world to do because circumstances and whatnot, trades and all kinds of stuff. But, um, yeah, it's uh, there's, there's, there's plenty because <laughs> if you think about it, it just, it's just kind of intuitive. The Bears have been bad for a long time, which means they draft relatively high pretty much every year over the last 30 years. How many good quarterbacks have been drafted the last 30? A lot. And then and and that's just talking about first round. Like, it's just all you're really doing is eliminating the guys that are really good that were drafted outside of the Bears' range, assuming it was impossible for them to trade up, which, of course, it's not. And usually they're within range for it to at least be reasonable, even if you're picking at 10. Bro, you you traded with somebody for, to get from nine to one, so obviously it's possible. So you had that opportunity pretty much every time. But even if you just eliminate those, that's all we're doing. But that's every single first round quarterback in range. But also, what about the mid to late round guys that you could have had? You could have had Dak. You know how I know? Because everybody could have had Dak. You could have had Russell Wilson. Heck, you could have had Tom Brady. You could have had Brock Purdy. And I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, that has to feel so bad. Just like you go through every draft. You know, I'm just going to cherry pick a few. They picked Trubisky. They could have had Mahomes. That's obviously the biggest whoops. Yep. Other than uh, they could have had Love, too. And uh, we all know Love's going to be on top now. So, uh, (laughs) right. um, Also, like, I still can't get over last year trading that number one overall pick and for more, yeah, C.J. Moore is right not there. that good. And they did get another first-round pick, but, man, they could have had C.J. Stroud. Right. And that's what's funny, because even if you think about it, 
the best you can do is redeem yourself. If Caleb Williams, if let's say they draft Caleb or Drake or whoever, and they end up becoming great quarterbacks, um, congratulations. But you went through a heck of a lot just to get back to zero. You didn't have to do it. You could have taken Stroud, and you'd be in the same situation with a great quarterback. But instead, you traded away, and then you got you know you got your guy with the pick that you gave away, and I guess you added DJ Moore to the list, but. It's just, you know, and again, this is all just making up for the whole Mahomes thing to begin with. I know it's a different front office staff, but we're talking about the entire Chicago Bears history, not having a single, I mean, you've had like a quarterback maybe worthy of some level of respect, but just no, when you think of like the best quarterbacks of all time, I'm sorry, I'm not putting a Chicago Bear on the list. I'm just not, right? I'm just, there's there's no way. Running backs, yes. Linebackers, yes. Lots of people, you know, DBs and uh, I'm trying to think, pass rushers for sure, right? Defensive tackles, but no to quarterbacks, zero. The only good Ohio State quarterback ever. Yeah. Um, yes, that's a shot at Justin Fields. Yep. Anyways, you got me all riled up. I, I have no point to this call. I'm just rambling over here. Um, just so excited that love's good. I'm so happy that all of our rivals are miserable and crying because that we have another franchise quarterback. Not a mystery, guys. They don't just fall in your lap. You scout them well. Right. You draft them when you have the opportunity and it's the right timing. You develop them for a few years. There you go. The only problem for the Bears, they don't have a franchise quarterback for a young guy to sit behind. <laughs> oh, Anyways, I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Yep, all the Bears fans laughing when we picked him to begin with are exactly the reason that uh, they never have good quarterbacks. So, um, hmm, we do have to take a break, faux show. Something else I was going to say, though, but I guess we got to take a break. Before we do, real quick, thank you very much to uh, Mr. John Kern for uh, hitting me up on Venmo. Really, really appreciate the donation. You guys have been fantastic lately. Right in time for the holiday season, too, which is nice because, man, January sucks. <laughs> Where did our money go? But really appreciate all the uh, the love that you guys have shown the last few days. But we'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. 
And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, Ryan, it's Steve up in Alaska. Hey. I was, uh, just listen, I'm, I'm a couple days behind. I was uh, listening to the Packing It After Dark. I don't know if you remember your your uh, fish reference for the Giants and what you think of them. Yeah, man, you don't apologize for saying about clubbing fish because, <laughs> I, I, you know, if you've ever gone out fishing for big fish, um, uh, the biggest fish I've caught was a 40-pound king salmon, and you do the same thing with, you know, an 8-, 10-pound, 12-pound one, but it, it's 40 pounds of fish flopping around in your boat. So you take a, a, a metal rod or a wooden club, and you, you club it. You literally... There's a spot on its head where yeah. it's, where it's uh, scales and you can see it. And if you hit it once real hard right there, that pretty much takes care of that fish. So your analogy was spot on. And, yes, you never have to apologize for saying that you should club a fish because you club fish. That's how you kill them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, go pack. Let's, uh, let's kick the giant butt this week. Can't wait for Monday. Not everybody's a uh, that was a good pass. Not everybody is a uh, Alaska, you know, mountain man. Steve, you know, got some some more delicate types listening that maybe don't appreciate that kind of stuff. So I I don't remember exactly what I said or or uh, how much I walked it back, but I'm just saying, got to remember that there's there's a broad audience and try to tame some of the stuff down a little bit. But yeah, I've taken out several fish in my life. Hey, Aaron, this is Aaron. Um, hey. So. I don't normally get super real with these calls, but I'm going to in this one. Um, But it's also kind of funny. Um, So in the past, right, this uh, prize picks commercial that you have on here with your voice being all annoying and whatever, um, I used to get super bothered by it. And I'd always try to, like, skip forward whenever I could. Um, but then it's old would only start coming when I was uh, start playing when I was driving. Right. And so I couldn't skip it. Right. And so I just feel like, Oh no, I got to sit through this commercial again. Right. I got to sit through this annoying Ryan ad. I'm not saying that you're annoying just in the prize pick that. Um, but anyways, so earlier this week, someone tried to break into my apartment in the middle of the night. And I, I mean, luckily I was there and I woke me up and, I was able to stop them from coming in. Jeez. But here's where I'm getting real about it. Like, I thought that was the real part. Oh, as the week's gone on, I've kind of realized that kind of stuff doesn't matter. And so I was listening to the podcast and that ad came on. And for the first time, I was actually able to kind of enjoy it. It made me laugh. <laughs> like, I was like, huh. This isn't annoying anymore because it's just like it made me realize the small things don't matter. And so that's kind of what I'm calling about, Um, especially with this whole new season of the Packers that we've got. It's always important to take take stock of the little things and enjoy football for just football. Enjoy whatever you do for whatever reason you do it for all the little parts and the moments that make up the things. So it's just like don't take anything for granted because um, anything can happen. Um, and even if the pet, even if after these great weeks that Jordan Love has had, even if he turns out just somehow a fluke, I'm a big Jordan Love supporter as I always have been. I've 
stood up for him no matter what. I've defended him. But it's like, even if this doesn't, even if it doesn't work out, which as all signs are pointing to, it will be working out. That doesn't matter in the long run. There's a, we each have a life to live and we each have a family and we should have just been, no matter what, enjoy football for football, enjoy everything for what we can. So enjoy the Ryan prize picks commercial for the <laughs> Ryan prize picks commercial. So, um, sorry for getting deep and real, but it's just like, just never forget to live life. Um, something about just crazy things happening makes you think. Um, anyways, have a good, have a good night, Ryan. Talk to you later. Bye. Good luck on Go Pack Go. Bye. Well, again, sorry that that happened to you. That's uh, that's pretty crappy. I don't think I've ever had that happen before to me. I've had some pretty, you know, crazy stuff happen in a pretty shady area, but not as directly as that where somebody tried to, like, kick in my door or anything. Um, also, very sorry to have uh, put you through that ad. I didn't realize that it was going to be <laughs> so upsetting. It was actually kind of funny because... I was listening back to um, yesterday's podcast, which, I, I again, I never do that, but I just wanted to hear it again and kind of just see how it sounded or whatever. And um, that ad came out, and, I, like, even I, because I, I thought it was funny, like, come on, you you know that that's, like, me and, like, it, whatever. And then I heard it, and it's like, I didn't know it was me at first. And I was like, oh, it's that ad, because in my mind, it was, like, just super it was so ridiculous that it was very obviously me with just like a slow down voice or whatever. I don't know. And then I heard it. I was like, no, that kind of just sounds like a dude with a deeper voices thing. That's kind of interesting. Um, but I didn't realize it was going to upset so, so many people in such a deep and profound way. <laughs> so very sorry, Aaron, for uh, for lots of things. But I'm glad that, uh, you know, the newfound perspective and, and and the Packers have made it easy on us, you know. Uh, it's it's hard to have a positive outlook, it's, as stupid as it sounds, for some of us that are psychopaths, when the Packers are just bad and the future looks bleak and everything, it's kind of hard to just have a super optimistic perspective on, on a lot of things. Hey, Ryan, it's Jersey Mike. Hey. So uh, just wanted to give you all a little bit of an update. The, um, the football gods have... Uh, messed with me a little bit. Oh, boy. So we're driving up from Texas to Jersey. Uh, we started out on Thursday, and it's Saturday morning, and uh, we're almost there. Uh, you might wonder why, how the heck we started on Thursday. Um, that actually was because I'm a little tired, by the way. Uh, but it was a Jersey, what Texas happened accent. was, as we're about to leave Texas, uh yeah, we found a pothole and it destroyed two of our wheels. We got, Jeez. You know, stopped a little bit there. And uh, we had to get some new tires and some new wheels, and uh, it was adventurous to say the least. But anyway, yeah, they're not going to stop me showing up in MetLife and running my yacht all over town. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Here's the deal. We're going to win. We're going to win because... Quite frankly, I'm sick and tired of going to Packers games where we lose. It, it's been since we played the Houston Texans down in Houston that I've seen a Packers game that we've won. Wow. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I want to break that. And uh, my friend was a Giants fan. Can I suggest you don't go, please? Because usually people call in, they're like, I've never been to a game where we lose. I've never been to a game where I've seen the Packers lose before. Um, 
having never seen a win, man, you're making me nervous, nervous, Jersey. My, here's the deal. And I think we I'm, I'm going to speak for all of the callers and listeners of this show. If we lose to the Giants, we are all going to 100% put that on you, and we are going to ban you from going to games. And I'm very sorry. Um, you can come hang out at people's houses and stuff if you want. Like, if you're in the area, we'll, we'll, we'll let you come hang out and have some chips and dip and whatnot. You cannot go to games anymore. All right? So, fingers crossed. Who's going with me? Uh, he's never been to a game that the Giants have won. So, I want to continue that streak for him, you know? Just uh, let it happen, huh? And uh, he's in, in love with this uh, guy who lives in his mom's basement who's the starting quarterback for right now. So, cool. And all he can continue to start from his mom's basement and never go anywhere with his life. Um, that's, uh, that, that's what I want. As for a score prediction... Man, that's got to be... Well, I, I was going to say it's got to be super annoying for you, but at the same time, maybe that's just kind of your deal anyways. The whole... I was just... no, I didn't realize like how big that was out there. The whole... You know, Italian gabagool thing that they got going with the quarterback, and it's like it's a it's a big deal. And I, you know, Midwest, there's there's no Italians out here. It's not a thing, you know. I mean, there's you know, people who there's not like real hardcore Italians out here. So I don't. I I I just hope you don't go out there and have to watch as the you know Rocky Balboa Italian stallion is out there carving up the Packers defense because I just feel like that would be a very frustrating thing to have to sit through. Because as excited and obnoxious as they're going to be, I imagine that's going to be up to 11 if uh, DeVito is just having himself a day. If freaking Cousin Vinny over here is uh, tearing up the Packers. So, again, I just, I'm just i hoping you're not going to have to go through that because that sounds painful. You know, I, I wish the best to the Giants, but I'd like to see, eh, you know what? I wouldn't like to see, I, I think we're going to do, let's say 32 mm-hmm. to, uh, let's say 12. I don't I don't like the Giants' chances. I don't think they're much of a team at all. 32-12, uh, there's, there's my uh, guess. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that's a Rashawn Gary set, but uh, will it to existence there? Rashawn Gary, welcome home. Let's kick some people in the teeth. Go Pack Go. Well, again, I forgot to ask, as I always do, but again, the, the thing that I like about the score predictions and whatnot, or, or at least setting those kinds of baselines, is we know where Jersey Mike stands. So if, if we have a game where it's like 14-12, he's not happy with the offense. If we win 35-28, he's going to be pissed with the defense. So I don't know. I just, I find that, I'm on that kick, you know? I get on these little kicks. But I just, I like it because it, it can help us kind of a lot of times give us a more positive perspective. It's not going to happen for Jersey Mike because he sets such such a high bar for the defense. But usually if you're like, I don't know, hold him to under 20 and I'll be happy. And then we hold him to under 20 and you try to be pissed. And it's like, ah, no, you said. But yeah, Jersey Mike's going to hate our defense for sure. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? Hey. Uh, this is Nico. It's, uh, it's Saturday morning early um, at work. I was just kind of milling in my head because, you know, my head goes like 10 billion miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes when my wife says, why'd you say that? I tell her, you should hear the thing that I did say, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, so I don't know if this is called being Saturday. I don't know if it's called make it before the you know Monday you. night game. But uh, if not, I'll call back and re-ask it. But, but anyways, you know, you know, like superhero movies have been the thing the last 20 years. Sure. 
<clears throat> there's a there's a point in every like origin story when said person like realizes they got their power, you know, and you know Spider Man gets bit by the spider, he uh wakes up and he looks different and his hair is better and he can see better and you know, he's muscly and then he Spider Man, sure. You know stops the bad guy at the at the school and doesn't realize he's superhuman now and is that like the Packers right now? Are they like kind of just ex- like, like, like figured out who they are? You know, like so. And I guess I'm saying this because they should boat race the the Giants. It shouldn't even be close. You know, um, it should be just like when the dude tried to punch you know Peter Parker in the hallway when he first gets his powers and he just looks at him all fat. You know. He looks all slow, and he's looking like, "Why? Wow, how come I can react this fast? Are we that team that's just now getting like getting getting their powers, you know? And we're just like finally realizing what we can do. Man, I hope so. Now, if we go to New York, and uh, I know if it doesn't go that way, I guess not. But uh, <laughs> then no, I think we kind of are, and like this team. <clears throat> I really think we may look back at 10 years and go, man, I can't believe they had all those good guys that young. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we're going to look back and realize, you know, like you know, like the, the 2011 picture of all the receivers. We didn't know they were all going to be that good. You know, it was Randall Cobb's first year. We didn't know he was going to be good. Sure. Looking back now, the picture's actually better. So, yeah, I think we're just, we're just going to flex on the, on the Nats. I'm sorry, the Giants. And uh, I'm not saying we could beat every team in the NFL, but I think we could beat every team in the NFL <laughs> as young as we are. I'm saying I'm just and, saying. You know, hey, look out NFL when we really start flexing our muscles. So, uh, and uh, the Bears still suck. Freaking Raiders, man! Zero zero at half. Let's go. Yeah, Christian Watson after he catches a fifty-fifty uh, ball, looking at his hands like, "What did I just do?" Am I Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, this is going to be every week. This is going to be every week until they have a bad day, and then it'll be a week of panic. And we'll see if they continue to have bad days or if they bounce back. But, um, you know, we've seen them step up, right? They stepped up against the Chargers. And it was like, yeah, but no, no, no. And they stepped up against the Lions. Again, in Detroit is tough. It's a different animal. I know Detroit just got beat by Chicago, but that was in Chicago. There's already, you know, they're coming off a, a, a bye week, Chicago was. Extra prep time. There were a lot of concerns coming into this. They lost Ali McNeil, which a lot of people were panicked about, is making a major difference, especially against the run, which the Bears like to do. But then you got the Chiefs, and there's just no way. Even after beating Detroit, it's like, yeah, but you're still, there's no way. Like Even even after we give you a major bump, you're like still seven-point underdogs. We beat the Chiefs. So next obstacle, don't drop down to your competition, right? If you can beat the Chiefs, then you can beat the crap out of the Giants, period, end of story, right? If this is like 2022 all over again, where you're going up against these backup quarterbacks like Bailey Zappi, and then you go play a backup against the Giants or whoever we played. It was just a series of bad teams with no quarterbacks, and we just looked like we just couldn't handle it. Like, we 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 were not good. Don't do that. Don't play down to your competition. Put your foot down even harder on the gas. Every week, just push it down even harder. You do that, and yes, everything you're saying is correct. If they don't do that... It's not necessarily incorrect, but you got to start to ask some questions, right? Because other teams are getting fired up. They're flying around. They're making stuff happen. 
and suddenly it's not, you know, the Packers aren't the team that people are scared of anymore. And I like being the team people are scared of. It's kind of a fun little thing. Usually the the Packers are the team at the top that everyone's like, oh, they're really good, but I don't know, you know, are they actually going to be able to do anything? <laughs> now we're like that underdog dangerous team. And there's there's it's like it doesn't have that level of pressure, but it's also kind of cool because it's like our odds are not much less than when we were one of the top dogs because we weren't going to win that year anyway. So who gives a crap? Anyways, let's take our final break. We'll come back. And uh, who do we got on the docket now? Evan and Phoenix and a whole bunch of Uncle Rico. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, Ryan, this is Evan um, from Phoenix, Arizona. I haven't called in quite a while, but uh, I just want to about lately. Um, do you think that just based on the way that the Packers draft, um, just for example, Aiden Reed, Jordan Love, both of them, they drafted them when they had kind of a statistically down year. Yeah. Um, I mean, the entire 2023 class is like, if you just watched their last year, you hated them, right? That's Dentavian Wicks. Right? I watched one game of Wicks from last year, and I was like, I, I don't know why anybody would want this guy. He's horrible. And then you watch him the year before, and it's like, oh, he's freaking unbelievable. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it was the entire Almost the entire draft class. You threw a pick, you moron. Sorry. Last year in college was a lot worse than the year before that. Uh, um, he was absolutely electric the year before last year um, and then in, in college. Um, and then this past year, right before the draft, he didn't do all that well. So what I'm wondering is, and I, and I don't have any really to look at, but it seems like the pack take more stock in a player's entire collegiate career as opposed to their most recent year. You're breaking up pretty bad, so I'm just going to cut it off there, but I think I get the the question. Here's kind of the way that I would um, describe my thoughts on it, and, and I've, I've kind of talked about this a couple times in different sort of ways. And in, in terms of like how the Packers seem to have patterns that repeat themselves, um, that we we always look at as like hard limits that they put on things when really it's maybe not so much a limit. Man, he sucks. Jerry Judy is just not good at football. I'm sorry. That guy was way overhyped. He just, I just watched him drop two passes right in his hands. Anyways, you ever notice sometimes like when you play fantasy football, especially if you do a bunch of like uh, mock drafts and whatnot, you always end up with like the same guy over and like there's one guy that just you always get all the time. Why is that? It really is just because the value that you put on that person is higher than everybody else, right? If it's if it's higher than some people, then you get them sometimes, maybe a little bit more than usual. You know, you see them once in a while, whatever. If there's somebody that you love way more than everybody else, you get them all the time. And then it's the reverse sometimes where you just you're never going to end up with that guy because the value that is placed on them by pretty much everybody is is higher than what you would put on them. So I, I I guess the way that I would think about it is everybody looks at sort of the fact that they didn't have a good last year and then kind of downgrades them a little bit for that, including the Packers. But maybe it's just so that the Packers, not that they're looking for somebody, obviously, that that had a bad last year, but a really good year before, but just that they really don't downgrade you. In other words, maybe they're more focused on finding your best year, your your highest upside and, and hammering that, whereas other people downgrade more. 
And so what ultimately happens is guys like Wicks are eventually going to get drafted, but not before the Packers already get them because the Packers just have a higher value on these guys. And that's true for a lot of different things. There's certain types that the Packers always get, and it isn't necessarily that the Packers have to have those kinds of people. It's just that they weight things in certain categories higher, and when they ended up making it to where the Packers are, it's like the Packers are sitting there going, well, why is he still here? And really, the rest of the NFL is looking at it going, it's just, it's not a good value yet for him. It's like, screw, yes, he is. So I'm sure they have types. And in in a way, it's kind of saying the same thing in, in two different ways, but not really. It's not so much a black and white, this is what they're looking for, and this is, and everything else is what they're not looking for. It's just they maybe view certain traits higher than other teams, and then there's other traits that maybe they downgrade more so than other teams do, so that they never end up with it. Kind of like I've talked about before with wide receiver. It's not that they would never get a wide receiver. Of course they would. They They have no reason to not draft a wide receiver it's just that the wide receiver mania has hit the other 31 teams more so than the Packers so that nobody's ever going to fall to Green Bay and that's why you keep hearing about like how they were so close like they almost got this guy but he went they almost got this guy they almost got this guy why didn't they get him the round before or this or trade it's just they they didn't quite have the value that other teams place on them so they always go just before the Packers take him nobody ever falls to the Packers so that would be my thought if you were asking me to hypothesize on how the Packers keep ending up with these guys who had tough last years and um, you know good years the year before that is that the Packers just do not really flag that as a as a negative nearly as much, um, and so they end up with those guys very often. Probably overexplained that, but there you go. Yo, Uncle Rico. Yo, yo. Here, here. In my ear, you're not Uncle Rico. I'm Uncle Rico. You are. You're Ryan. Ryan, it's Uncle Rico. I just see the Rams elevated Mason Crosby to the active roster. So I just want to say if he kicks, I hope he does well. I will feel bad for him if he does not do well. Good dude that Mason Crosby deserves to make every kick. Love the guy. Not that I don't love our kicker, no. Love Anders Carlson. Mm -hmm. But... Mason Crosby loved him. Even when he missed, I loved him. Oh, yeah. You know, when he, like, struggled, they were like, oh, get rid of him. I was like, for who? Get rid of him for some other guy who can miss? I don't think so. Give the dude a chance. Right? Am I wrong? Love y'all. Later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's he's definitely a likable guy. Um, I think we all, I mean, anytime a guy has been that reliable for that long, I mean, Mason was there forever. He was there basically as long as Rodgers. When did Mason come on? Was it before Rodgers? Yeah, he was drafted in 2007. So he started before Rodgers, drafted after Rodgers. But I'll tell you what, we've had some good kickers too, man. I remember losing Chris Jackie to, um, to Ryan Longwell and thinking like we were in big trouble. And then Longwell goes on to be a fantastic kicker. And then we lose Ryan Longwell and you're like, man, we're screwed. And then you get Mason Crosby. And, it, you know, I mean, we had... Craig Hentrich, technically in between, kind of filling in once in a while, but basically Jackie to Longwell, and then we had Dave Rayner for a year. Um, in 2005 was Ryan Longwell's last year. Rayner came in for a year, and then we got Crosby in 2007, and he was here until 2022. I mean, that's that's pretty solid to go from 1989 to 2002 with three kickers that have been just very solid. 
but yeah, man, Mason's a good dude, and hopefully he gets to end his career in a positive way and um, gets to retire on his terms whenever he feels like he's done and gets to ride off into the sunset with uh, with the fam and whatnot. So best of luck to him. As long as it's not like a game-winning field goal against the Packers, I, I wish him the best. Ryan Rico, Uncle Rico. What up? I think I'm your uncle, actually. Yes. You'll have to have a chat at the family reunion to figure it out. But anyway, um, you were just saying on the After Dark that 50, you'll be 53 years old and you'll, you've never had to deal with the Packers' bad quarterback. Dude, It's that's, that's what it is for me. I'm 57 years old and... You know, I don't know if I ever told you this. I think I may have. I became a Packer fan because of the all-time great Don Mikowski, the world's greatest quarterback ever. I love Don (laughs) Mikowski. Don was the man. He was the best ever for me. I mean, and I I think for everyone, certainly sharp Don Mikowski, you know. Anyway, um, Don Mikowski loved him, so I've never been really a Packer fan. I wasn't any, like, growing up, you know, as a kid, we had a, my dad wasn't a football guy, and we weren't really a football family, not at all. I mean, as a matter of fact, I never played football in in school, and I had no idea what football was. You just said, go in at right guard, I'd have put on deodorant, you know what I'm saying? But, um, anyways, I had this girlfriend, right? And they were Packer fans. And so I started watching games and Don Mikowski. And then I would like sit like three feet in front of the TV and tell everybody to shut up <laughs> while I was listening to the game. And yeah, that's, that's when I got hooked. That's when I became a big, big, big Packer fan. And I've never had to deal with a bad quarterback. It's been awesome. I've never really had to deal with a bad team. You know, it's the mediocre ones, but never a bad, bad one. Yeah. So it's been awesome. And I know I've said I'm an Aaron Rodgers hater, but that's just because of the last couple of years. Early on, I was an Aaron Rodgers lover. Same thing with Favre. Yeah. Loved him. Yeah, I mean, it, it is very, as I've said a thousand times, very identical to the Favre situation, including the fan base's feeling toward him, right? There's There's the... People that took Brett Favre's side all through it, and the, the the Packers, the organization was wrong, and all this stuff. People were furious with the Green Bay Packers, and they had their Jet Favre jerseys and everything else. And then people like me, I just, I I was done with them. I mean, I I love Brett Favre, loved watching Brett Favre. There was nothing better. Um, I mean, he was my childhood. He represented everything that was what I loved, which is the Green Bay Packers. I mean, he was the Green Bay Packers. But the way that it ended and the way that he conducted himself down the stretch, keeping the team on the hook and not sure if he's coming back, staying or going and all this stuff, not showing up to practice. I was just done with it. And I got to the point where I was like, you know what? No, we're, we're, I, he needs to go. It's over. And it got the same way with Rodgers. You know, it's time to go. But at the end of the day, there was that great moment where Favre came back to Lambeau and he said he was really concerned that he would be booed and he got a, a raucous cheer. And, and I think it'll be, it won't even be that long of a period of time. I mean, people will come around to Rodgers. I know there's a lot of people that dislike him because of his beliefs and his thoughts and the things that he says. And um, as long as he goes on Pat McAfee and says those things, they're they're never going to 
like Rodgers again. They're going to continue to mock him and ridicule him, but that's because they're, I don't know, just choosing to be miserable. I mean, just, just embrace it, man. I mean, allow the reconciliation to happen because it's going to happen, and it's going to happen soon. As soon as he decides he's done having fun with the Jets, which could ha- happen as early as next year, probably not, but maybe, um, he'll be marched back into Lambeau, and he'll be getting uproarious cheers as he should, and he's going to have his number hung up and retired in the whole nine yards, so as it should be. So he couldn't make up his mind if he wanted to play football. It'd be a big pansy ass. <laughs> it really bothered me. I was like, dude, Same here. just go. Don't quit talking about it. It's like I use the analogy when you get home every night and your your old lady, she says, I'm thinking about moving out. Eventually, you come home and tell her to move the freak out. Right. Yes, go. Bye. So anyway, love the Packers. Sometimes I have to work and I miss the games. And, you know, it's I'm not I'm not a break like I used to be. Used to be I, I uh, is my three minutes up? Am I going on? Fuck, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I'd lose sleep and grumpy a whole week or two, you know, it was terrible, but I, lo- I just love the football now. Love it. Here we go out. Stepmom used to do that. She'd threaten to leave. Maybe I'll just leave. Maybe I'll just pack up my stuff and I'll get out of here. I'm like, you freaking tease. <laughs> I, f- I wish. You- you're not going to go, are you? It's fine. It all worked out in the end. We left her after she punched my dad in the face. <laughs> Oh, good times. All right, uh, Rico. Ryan, Uncle Rico, I got a question. So, you know, sometimes you talk about how the Packers have given you so much joy. Mm. And, you know, you, um, everything with the winning and winning seasons and all that. But what about, what if the Packers, every year, what if every year, they went 17-0. That's a lot of winning. That's 17 wins. Sure. But then they lost the first round in the playoffs. Or what if every year they went like, you know, like 8-9 and, and, you know, however many wins. The minimum amount of wins it takes to get into the playoffs. But then in the playoffs they went deep. What would be better? What would you like better? That's a lot of losing during the regular season, but winning in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? What would you like better? Would you deal with the half, half the regular season games, losing them, but snuck into the playoffs and then won like two games in the playoffs or three or went all the way? Of course, that would be awesome. Topic. Love you. Out. Rico out. Yeah, I'd rather take the deep dive one. I know I've I've made comments about winning is great and all that, but I mean it would get real freaking old if you never won a playoff game. Um and then likewise, as much as you might get upset about well, you know, the the losing games, which is true, after a while you'd recognize like you know how this is going to play out, right? They're going to lose some games whatever. They're going to get right in the postseason and they're going to get into the playoffs and they're going to go on a run. So yeah, it would suck to have to deal with those extra couple of losses. Um but, you know, I just, it, it would be, I think, a much more enjoyable experience to uh, deal with those few losses and then actually have a chance at a Super Bowl or win a playoff game, like you said, would be nice. So anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. we got a couple calls left, but I'm going to try to pick these up for uh, tomorrow's uh, episode. 
Got to talk about the Giants and whatnot. But you guys have a great night. Game day is upon us. Have a good one. Go Pack. And good night.